Huh? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you just let him do that, huh? I invited him. Huh? I invited him. Just sit on your lap, okay? <laughs>
Hare Krishna, Hare Krishna, Krishna Krishna, Hare Hare. Hare Krishna, Hare Krishna, Krishna Krishna, Hare Hare. 
Oh, 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 oh. 
the table, no? Yeah, then, then we should put that table. Ah, Hare Krishna. Just a few minutes. Well, come back with us, and um, recording in progress. Got it. So, um, we are continuing, continuing the glorification of Krishna um, in various ways. Sravanam, Kirtanam, Smaranam hearing, chanting, and remembering. And not only, um, not only ourselves, but also sharing. Also sharing that same uh, hearing, chanting, and remembering with others. Um, when in Vrindavan, during the Rasa dance, Krishna disappeared, uh, the gopis were in great separation and they start looking for Krishna. And in the cause of that, they start remembering Krishna and they start acting out 
the, the pastimes of Krishna. So this is, uh, this is really our business. Um, again and again, entering into the pastimes of Krishna and also of all the um, various incarnations of Krishna. Ete cham sakalapum sa Krishna stu Bhagavan Swayam Indrari Vyakalam Lokam Ridhyanti Yuge Yuge. It is said that out of all these incarnations, uh, Krishna is Swayam Bhagavan. He is the original Supreme Personality of Godhead Himself. Meanwhile, there are uh, a long list of incarnations had been given up to Krishna and Balaram and uh, in the Bhagavatam. And it is said that um, the purpose of all these incarnations is to reclaim those who are in the mode of pure goodness. So pure goodness is more than goodness. Uh, goodness, of course, is acting according to rules and regulations. So goodness is based on following scripture. But pure goodness is where uh, we realize, we realize that these activities are meant for, uh, for our real happiness. Um, to live a life of Dharma, a life by prescribed duty, um, is different than to live a life based on pure attraction. Uh, simply, uh, the pure devotees of Krishna, they will never engage in any sinful activity. Uh, not because they are strictly following rules and regulations, but simply because they would never want to do something that would make Krishna unhappy. So automatically, no sinful activity um, because their only consideration is the pleasure of Krishna. Whereas one who is in the mode of goodness is trying to follow the principles of Dharma and is trying to act according to religious principles. There's a huge difference when one tries to act for religious principles or one tries to act to please Krishna. So this pure goodness means that we're acting to please Krishna. Oh, and that is um, that's what Srila Prabhupada taught us. Uh, he taught the world that the pleasure of Krishna is is all that matters. Uh, then Krishna's Kaviraj Goswami in the Chaitanya Charitamrita mentions that he says whether we follow religious activities or irreligious activities. If it's not devotional service, then it's, uh, it's basically sinful. So here we go. Religious activities or irreligious activities. If it's not devotional service, it's sinful. Om Jai Jagadish Hare. <laughs> so that's, uh, that's quite strong. I mean, so very interesting when we hear the Acharyas speak in such a transcendental mood of just completely pleasing Krishna. Uh, 
So let us also spend our days pleasing Krishna. And it's very valuable to just, just do that. And when it is said that a devotee is arjavam, he is simple. He's very simple. Oh. See, the Prabhupada also said, Krishna consciousness is so simple, you might just miss it. No? He wanted to be complicated. He wanted to be, uh, you know, like an, a very complex construction of philosophy. <laughs> and no, it is so simple. Uh, so simple, one might just miss it. And the simplicity, again, it's just to please Krishna. Uh, so, of course, we have to learn what pleases Krishna, uh, because there's so many intricacies of what pleases Krishna. Vrindavan uh, is that place which is dedicated to pleasing Krishna. And we see that um, there are local traditions like ekadasis, you know, like the local people. They go around, they do their parikram, young or old, you know, healthy or sick, on crutches or whatever. They're doing it, you know, they're doing it. It's quite something. Some are on socks, you know, some shoes. In Dutch, we have a saying like heroes on socks, right? <laughs> you know, which means like, obviously, not much of a hero. <laughs> it's like, but anyway. Uh, but somehow or other, uh, to always fix the mind on fulfilling the desires of Krishna. And yes, if we can make that our life. Okay? So Sankirtan is the activity which is uh, directly aimed at that. You know, we're giving out mercy, and the result is giving mercy to others means we <clears throat> have to adjust and somehow or other get others to accept mercy. And in this way, we put ourselves aside and gradually we become selfless, which is the requirement. If we want to satisfy Krishna, we have to be selfless. It's where we are not selfless, where we have a personal agenda that it clashes with satisfying Krishna. And it's as simple as that. And we come to the point of being selfless. Um, so, uh, I'll talk for about 10 more minutes and then, uh, then we have a little pause because Prema Mani is going to do a, a dance for us. She is, uh, is, uh, is, a, is one who grew up in Krishna consciousness and uh, in a devotee family and just grown up with this culture. And, uh, and yesterday she did a small demonstration for a small group of us and it was uh, 
it was Odyssey dance, right? And uh, based on the style of the David Dossies who used to dance for Lord Jagannath. Uh, it is said that there were girls who were trained to, to dance and sing the Gita Govinda from Jayadev Goswami for Lord Jagannath and in this for his pleasure. And uh, so a particular style of dancing evolved. And of course, one has to uh, hear it explained. Yesterday we heard only one thing explained, but it was good. She, uh, she danced and she sang a song of Naratam Das Thakur at the same time. So it's not easy to sing while you're dancing, right? That we, that we all know from wild kirtans. <laughs> but somehow or other, we do it, right? And uh, so she's saying uh, a song of Nayartam Das Thakur. And after that, she was uh, enacting it. Uh, and she showed some, just like a bee is going for the honey and then the hand became a flower and the other hand became a bee <laughs> and taking some of the honey from the like, like that, it's, this is a whole story in this dancing. I didn't catch the whole story, but when she dived into the ocean of Prem, that was pretty obvious. Okay. That was easy to see. That was a serious dive. Anyway, um, so Krishna consciousness right, is, is simple for the simple. And um, for a sannyasi, um, Krishna consciousness is, is particularly um, focused around hearing and chanting and remembering. That is our business. And for being a conduit of mercy. Mm. Mm. Bhakti Tirtamarch said a nice thing. Uh, <clears throat> someone asked him and said, um, how can, can we find the, the proper balance to remain equipoised in the sannyasa ashram? Okay. And uh, his answer was, he says, you're asking the most unbalanced person. He says, my meditation is simply to touch as many hearts as possible. So that is, is sadhu. Uh, that is the saintly person. To somehow or other um, touch the hearts with devotional service. Right? Just simply. <clears throat> so for sannyasis, life is simple. But when we live... In, in, in family life, yeah, then uh, so many things are needed, right? There are kids, they need to be engaged and they need to do something. Then we need, we need dramas, otherwise life is too boring. Yeah, we need some drama, uh, some 
Yes. Like Bilva Mangala Thakur, who had become blind and somehow or other was on the way to Vindavan, trying to find his way. Then there was this nice young man. And this young man, he was very kind to him. And he assisted him. He helped him. And he sort of held his hand and kept him on the path. And sometimes he was walking ahead. Wait, wait, wait. Not so quick. No. Where are you? Where are you now? Then he was back again. Huh. Oh, you just left me alone. How could you do that? You know, like, and an entire exchange followed. And then. In the end, it turned out it was Krishna. Krishna had all along been guiding him along the paths. Achya. <laughs> the truth comes out, always in the end. <laughs> Otherwise, you spoil the play. Anyway, so many... So, in Vedic times, that was... The, the everyday engagement, every night discussions on the Ramayan, every night discussions on the Mahabharata, every night oh, different heroes coming on stage, yeah, like that. Um, here in India, when the Ramayan started, uh, it was a big thing because it's a television series. Everyone bought a television. <laughs> Everyone. And just to watch the Ramayan. Even I was at the time mostly in Calcutta Temple, and we were also watching the Ramayan. <laughs> the Indian government, uh, they were watching the Ramayan. When Parliament was in session during the Ramayan, they would suspend it. They'd watch the Ramayan. When people were on a train and it was time to watch the Ramayan, they would just pull the emergency brake. <laughs> people would get down from the train and walk to some village and find a television. If in some village they dared to switch off the electricity during the Ramayan, the villagers burned down <laughs> the electric plant. <laughs> It, the, the Ramayana was, was, was a revolution, a revolution. It was incredible. Everyone was into it, everyone. Yeah, that is India. Uh, that is India. And previously, every night, there would be such discussions, uh, and there would be such dramas and songs and dance, and uh, there's so much culture. There were some families, their profession was to carry palanquins, right? And there's different ways to carry the palanquins. Uh, so I'm, I'm hooked up. Can I, can I move? No, I cannot. <laughs> oh, gosh. All right, all right. What to do? Anyway, different, different ways to carry a palanquin. One is you do... I'm getting some extra wire. <laughs> Okay, I want to do some, uh, yeah, <laughs> I'm going to do some palanquin carrying, yeah? <laughs> uh, this wire is really intense, uh, first the pocket. 
See, there is a is a there's four carriers and there's a horse. Down. <laughs> then there's a special one with two carriers and they do the elephant step. <laughs> and then the, the palanquin, because have you ever seen an elephant moving? You look at the backside of the elephant, it goes like, goes right. And elephants move, they really move like that. So then they have a palanquin, which is like a swing. It was very nice. So such refined culture. I mean, exciting. And of course, you know, some, when you travel or stay in India a long time, you can still see some things. And you know, there's these, these families that just carry palanquins. And that's been their profession for many generations. So simple. So such a rich culture. Oh. In Jaipur, ISKCON started in a humble way, and uh, they decided they would do a Ratiyatra. It wasn't so big, but they just decided they would do a Ratiyatra, something simple. So they said, let's start simple. So as they came on with the, with the Rat chariot, there was only one chariot, and uh, the people from Jaipur, they said, oh, you're doing a Ratiyatra. And then suddenly out of nowhere, this drum band joined. <laughs> they just start walking in front. And then as it got dark, some guys with lights appeared. And it started, and it all just happened. You know, they all came from everywhere because they're devotees and they have all these things for festivals. So they all came out. Oh. And at the end, as they did it, there were, there were some stages built next to the road, and they all did it spontaneous. And then the chariot stopped, and they made offerings to the deities, and the whole thing just, just happened. And the devotees were like, wow, <laughs> how did this happen? Anyway, it grew quick. You can understand that the second year, the Ratiyatra was already quite impressive. So like that, you know, where there are devotees, right? Um, just the desire to serve, uh, the desire to serve is what we are looking at. So, um, I'm going to take a break now and Premamani is going to do a dance. Um, Premamani, are you uh, sort of ready? And now how, how do we do it? Um, yeah, she, she sings live. No, no, no. She makes the music herself. Maybe this microphone because she's dancing. I don't know. It's difficult. We cannot hear now. Sorry. Okay, she wants without the microphone. Okay. Yeah, I mean, you know what you can do? No, yes, it's good. Just have a seat. Squeeze in. Um, okay, Premamani. Now, yesterday, when you began to explain, right, with the flower and the bee, maybe you can explain a bit more your movements before and relate them to the song. If you do that, then, then we will understand better what you're doing.
You have to turn it, turn it, turn it. Yeah. No, you hold it towards your mouth, and he will turn the 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 that off. Don't point it at the speaker. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> and if you could move the mask, um, yeah, the, you are sitting on a chair right there where she's going to dance. You can, the, the man who wants to see, they may have to go, and the ladies can move a little more that way, if possible. There's so much space there. You didn't move an inch. Huh? Like a man will come in here. You're watching it online? <laughs> Hare Krishna, dear devotees. <laughs> Um, this dance is a choreography to the bhajan Gorangera Duti Pada by Narutam Das Thakur. If you hold the microphone like that, yes. Okay. Hare Krishna. It's a bhajan by Narutam Das Thakur, Gorangera Duti Pada. And um, it explains about, uh, Narutam Das Thakur is explaining how one who goes through the two lotus feet of Lord Chaitanya can um, understand and receive Mahaprabhu's mercy, uh, Radha and Krishna's mercy. Nilachala nivashaya nityaya paramatmane balabhadra subhadrabhyam jagannathayate namaha. Nilachala nivashaya nityaya paramatmane balabhadra subhadrabhyam jagannathayate namaha. Nilachala nivashaya nityaya paramatmane balabhadra subhadrabhyam jagannathayate namaha. Jagannatha Swami ki. Anyone who has accepted the, the two, okay, sorry. <laughs> Anyone who has accepted the two lotus feet of Lord Chaitanya can understand the true essence of devotional service. Just like the bee is seeking nectar from uh, the flower for honey, so you have the bee coming into the lotus. If one is captivated by the pleasing pastimes of Lord Chaitanya, 
the dirty things in his heart will all become cleansed. One who simply takes the holy name of Gaurasundar Sri Krishna Chaitanya will immediately develop love of God. To such a person I say, bravo, very nice, excellent. If, a, if one appreciates the merciful pastimes of Lord Chaitanya and feels ecstasy and sometimes cries, this process will immediately help him to understand the eternal pastimes of Radha and Krishna. Simply by understanding that the associates of Lord Goranga are eternally free from material contamination, one can immediately be promoted to the transcendental abode of Lord Krishna. If one simply understands that the land of Navadweep is not different from Vrindavan, then he actually lives in Vrindavan. If one says, let me dive deep into the waves of the nectarian ocean of transcendental love introduced by Lord Chaitanya, he immediately becomes one of the confidential devotees of Radha and Krishna. It does not matter whether one is a householder living at home or a vanaprastha or a sannyasi living in the forest. If he chants, O Goranga, and becomes a devotee of Lord Chaitanya, then Naratam Das begs to have his association.
Yeah. 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 Yeah.
Thank you so much. And uh, <clears throat> I like it very much that which, that the whole dance is based on, on Narutam Das Thakur's song, because that's really ours, you know. There's so many people who do some sort of Bharat Natyam and, uh, and absorb all kinds of dances who are not sometimes not even Vaishnav, sometimes direct towards demigods. And even when it's Vaishnav, it's not Gaudiya, it's not our own bhajan. So this is really, yeah, very directly the culture of Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu's movement. So that's very much appreciated by me. And uh, I don't know how much online you were able to, uh, to follow it all, I hope it was uh, was nice, and uh, want to thank Prema Money for that. So I'll start taking questions now from uh, from both online and on the floor. And I saw before Jennifer, I saw a hand up quite early. Is Jennifer's? Yeah. Yes, we can. Uh, I yeah, I think you have answered my question. Um, I was actually thinking, like you were saying, that when I became a Vaishnava, like so, I came Hare Krishna late in life at about thirty-five, and I'd be previous to that, I was a little bit naughty, and I. Um, had a, <laughs> I self-medicated in a sense where I had a lot of stimulants and I was doing a lot of really not so good things. Um, and then I found my way and found my way to this world and how I wanted to live and I gave up a lot of, well, I gave up everything and 
I feel like my health has declined a little bit because, and I feel like I need those, I feel like I need stimulant medication, like to help with my health issues. And I just don't, I don't know how, I don't know how to feel okay with that. And yeah. still be a version of that, but still have stimulants for my health. And I think that you've answered um, my question in okay. a sense that health comes first and I need that, but I still feel quite yeah. conflicted. I think all of us would. And uh, um, these are difficult questions, you know. Um, there is, uh, we, we have reluctance to take, uh, to take substances that, uh, even for the sake of medicine, that are containing some, some drugs that we ordinarily would not take. Yeah. Like I'm, I myself have, have, a, have the, you know, I have painkillers in the cupboard which I'm not going to use for now. And I hope that I will not use them, but I'm not sure because, uh, because uh, when pain is excruciating, right, then uh, yeah, people, so I, people take so things. Yeah. So Jennifer, like, Jennifer what, what you have to do is only take it, when you, when you really can't avoid it. Yeah. If you can avoid it somehow or other, look for other alternative ways, try to rise above. But if there's no, no way, no other way, you can't avoid it. Anyway, hallelujah. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. Thank you so much. Yeah. I hope that you are okay too. Yeah. So, Thank you. Yeah. A lot of the time, like, I can deal with things because I do pranic healing and Good. But then I can't do that while I'm working and, like, it's just, yeah, like, I can't, I don't feel like I can live properly. So. Yeah, no. But, um, yeah, anyway, so yeah, you thank do. you so much for all your advice. Make the best of it. Being oh. you. Okay, anybody here? Hare Krishna Guru Maharaj, when we come to Vrindavan, we see so many elevated and really beautiful Vaishnavas who are very senior. But sometimes when we think about loving Krishna, we feel like we can never love Krishna. So we shouldn't even attempt to like love Krishna because there's so many, we feel like we're just so useless and tiny. But um, is it okay if we direct our love towards Prabhupada and we don't have that love to direct it towards Krishna. And we just focus our energy on Prabhupada because we can't understand. Um, love for Krishna is... Um, it's not unattainable um, because Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu will awaken that love within our hearts. And as far as turning to Prabhupada, yes, it's good to turn to Prabhupada. Um, but 
not to just Prabhupada, to all the Vaishnavas. It's like we are not the International Society for Prabhupada Consciousness. We are we're appreciating that if, that if we turn only to Prabhupada and to no one else, then we're minimizing Prabhupada because then we think Prabhupada couldn't make anybody worth worshipping or remembering. So we worship Prabhupada and his followers. And we take inspiration from all his followers also. And we also worship the previous Acharyas. Sila Bhakti Siddhanta, Sila Bhakti Thakur, Sila Rupa Goswami, six Goswamis. Here in Vindavan, we also get to know the six Goswamis. Here in Vindavan, we go to Madan Mohan Temple. Okay? Now in Madan Mohan Temple, the original Madan Mohan are no longer there yeah, because they have been moved to Rajasthan in Karoli. But what is there is there is still Samadhi of, uh, of Sanatan Goswami in the back. And we go there and there's also a Grant Mandir. There's also uh, a place where all the manuscripts are kept. So we are bowing down. So we connect with Sanatan Goswami. We connect with Rupa Goswami and Radharadhar Temple. Very much so. And we, Prabhupada brought the devotees there and made them read the Bhakti Rasamrita Sindhu. So especially here, we connect with all. With all. So turning to Prabhupada means that you're turning to Rupa Goswami. Because Prabhupada is a Rupanuga. Vande Rupa Sanatana, Ragu Yago, Shijiva Gopala Go. That is Prabhupada. Turning to Prabhupada means Prabhupada is so transparent to see the Bhakti Siddhanta. You know, if you don't find out anything about Srila Bhakti Siddhanta, like our Bhakti Vikash Maharaj, who you can also pay your basis to, wrote that book, Bhakti Vaibhav, Bhakti Siddhanta Vaibhav. And you can find out so many things about Srila Bhakti Siddhanta. He did so much research. And it's very useful because you see how what Srila Prabhupada said is true. Namely, Prabhupada said, if you see any good qualities in me, uh, then you should know that I don't have any. Just like the moon, if you see any, any effulgence, know that it's just reflecting the sun. So he said, if you see any good qualities in me, know that they're just the reflection of the qualities of my spiritual master. So, this is the, the miracle. So here in Vindavan, no, not just Prabhupada. No, love all. Open your heart. Zip. <laughs> Open it up. Let them in. Find out who is who. Oh, yes. And the, scene, and the disciples, oh, yes. Oh, who are they? Ah. What they have to say, oh, yes, so many senior devotees, yes, bow down, madam. <laughs> Not bow down, mister, bow down, madam. <laughs> From Bombay to Bangalore. <laughs> uh, bow down, madam. <laughs> 
see my point? That like, yes, we worship Prabhupada and our own spiritual masters. Yes, they are with us. They are here to respond to us. You know, Prabhupada, we cannot talk to him. He doesn't talk to us. But our living spiritual master, he will respond to us. So the love is, yes, so many amazing personalities. You can love the whole movement <laughs> and then beyond. Love the fallen souls as well. Love the monkeys. <laughs> <laughs> Oh. Hare Krishna Maharaj. Hare Krishna Maharaj. Uh, you mentioned the mode of goodness in Sattva Guna and Shuddha Sattva when you, you mentioned attraction. Uh, at times I find myself not even at the position of Sattva Guna because the practices are not very regulated. Uh, how do we, how do I have inspiration? Or oh, is there any hope for me to reach Shuddha Sattva? Or... <laughs> no, sorry. <laughs> it's not going to work. I mean, gosh. <laughs> It's, uh, it's very difficult. Um, so, it is said in the Bhagavatam, Tadara that by engaging in devotional service, the influence of the mode of ignorance and passion will disappear and will become fixed in this Sudhasattva. So that's the trick. So do a lot of service. Now, not like, See, if we have to be in the mode of goodness by conscious effort, um, okay, I mean, I've practiced it in front of the mirror, so. <laughs> you know, the mode of passion is like, <laughs> like, you know, <laughs> <laughs> the mode of ignorance is. <laughs> Rubbish. <laughs> so all that mixes up in in uh, in my daily life. Yeah, all these things. <laughs> But, you know, uh, gradually by devotional service, it will come. So it cannot be done by a constant, by a conscious effort. Try to be in the mode of goodness. I'm very passionate about being in the mode of goodness. <laughs> mm, doesn't work. Okay, Vinuya. Microphone. Hare Krishna Dirup Maharaj, please accept my humble obeisances, all glories to Shri Prabhupada. I have two questions, if you allow. Okay, you are the only one who gets two. Nobody else gets two after this. Only one. Thank you. But you get two. 
Because I didn't I'm... make the rule yet, but now I made the rule. <laughs> no more two questions. This is cheating. Yes. Okay. Also since the beginning of the year, I concentrate on the story of Dova Maharaj and Shrimad Bhagavatam. And Prabhupada writes that uh, Dova Maharaj uh, went back to Vaikuntha Loka. Could you please clarify my understanding from going back to Godhead? Does it mean go back to Vaikuntha Loka? Or to Krishna Loka, and about what uh, should we uh, meditate about? Uh, we are this? meditating on Krishna Loka. We are meditating on Goloka Vrindavan because we are particularly in the Krishna line. And uh, Dhruva was given the mantra Om Namo Bhagavate Vasudevaya, and he was practicing in his sadhana in Madhuvan. Now, Dhruva was taken by Vimana, but um, we tend to think that Dhruva attained a Krishna destination uh, since he was in Madhuvan and since he was chanting Om Namo Bhagavate Vasudevaya. In our case, we're chanting Hare Krishna. Our worshipful deity is Krishna, Krishna Stubhagavan Swayam, and we are particularly meditating on going back to the world of Krishna. And, uh, and that will automatically happen by our connection with Chaitanya Mahaprabhu or our connection with Prabhupada or his followers. <laughs> Yes. Because I said uh, that uh, Lord Chaitanya read the story of Dhruva Maharaj uh, 100 times. It's not so, uh, not so uh, help, not helpful as, because it's not the med meditation about Krishna Loka. Krishna Loka, Krishna Loka, Krishna Loka. It's all about Krishna. I said Maruvan, I said Onamo Bhagavate Vasudevaya. So it's Krishna Loka, Krishna. Okay. Mm -hmm. Yeah. My second question is, uh, I bought in Vrindavan from Jayapeta Maharaj this book, Vanity Karma. Yeah. Could you um, explain me kindly how to integrate this book in our, in our read? In our Why don't reading? you ask him? <laughs> well, I'm, I'm saying. I'm not in Vrindavan right now. You can write to him. <laughs> okay. It's possible. Did you read the introduction? Yes. So what does it, so the, 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 the introduction explains that the Ecclesiastics, right, is a particular book which, of the Old Testament, which shows the, the emptiness of material existence in any material endeavor. So Maharaj is saying, no book shows the emptiness the emptiness of material life more than Ecclesiastics. And he says, and no book shows the meaning of life more than the Bhagavad Gita. And that is that sums up the life of Jayadvaita Swami, who, who heard uh, Ecclesiastics. There was... As you know, Maharaj is from a Jewish background. So Maharaj was the regular rabbi who they had to hear from was, was for some reason not present. And then there was a young one who started to, who came and explained Ecclesiastics and start 
explain the emptiness of material life. And, and he, as a young man, completely agreed with it. He could completely see that emptiness all around him. And he didn't just see it on the surface, but he saw it deep to the root, so much so that then when he joined the Hare Krishna movement at 18 years old, having found the Bhagavad Gita as the way, as the meaning in life, he was completely materially exhausted. Uh, and when he took sannyas at a young age, it wasn't just based on cultivation, it was based on complete conviction. So in the book, Jayadvaita Marj is giving a Hare Krishna commentary on ecclesiastics. Yes. And there are many commentaries, and he responds sometimes to the existing commentaries, and then he gives a Hare Krishna commentary on ecclesiastics. And he did it so expertly that he got a prize for it. And that scholars in the, uh, in the academic world uh, recognize him as like an, uh, as, as an accomplished author, and it immediately gave him like recognition where he belongs among, amongst professors and learned scholars in the academic world. So in, in this way, the book is, is opening up avenues in the world. And at the same time, by reading the book, you can see the emptiness of material life. Oh, empty material life. Oh, empty, empty. Okay, Haribol. Thank you so much. But I'm not one to explain, to give the purport to Jayadvaita Maharaj. It's better he gives his own pur pur purports to himself. Okay, Gokula. Gokula Ranjanaka. Hare Krishna Maharaj. Hare Krishna. Que tal? Todo bien? Todos bien. Todos bien acá. Ah. Una pregunta. Uh, in the Srimad Bhagavatam, uh, it talks about the first yuga, the people in the first yuga living for 100,000 years, and then the second years, one. Yes. Only 10. 10, 10,000 years. And then 1,000 so years, Michael, and then 100 at best in this age, if you're lucky. Yeah, and 100, yeah. So my question is, in, in those in the first yuga where, where people were living for, for uh, 10,000 years. Yeah. 100,000 years, yeah. 100,000 years. Does that mean babies or people had baby bodies for 100 years and then teenage bodies for five years? <laughs> <laughs> Uh, that, <clears throat> it may not exactly be like that. <laughs> that may be a little different. But uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, it, it, it won't be exactly take Kali Yuga and then project it back on the Satya Yuga. <laughs> no, that won't work. So 
Nah, some were just uh, growing up fast and uh, it was a little different. They were very powerful personalities. Yeah, it's like the four Kumaras. They stayed five years old. They didn't want to grow up. So they decided not to grow up. They just stayed five. Uh, so there is there is a reference that there were children. Yeah, in the, the four Kumaras. But exactly how long they were children. I don't think you can just calculate it like that. Okay. So some mysteries will have to remain. I'm sorry. You can't know everything. <laughs> you know, if you ask me, like, what, what do the demigods have for breakfast? <laughs> That's a tough question to answer, you know. It's like, it may not be wheat bickies, you know. <laughs> uh, wheat bickies and somaras or something like that. Uh, okay. So some things... We'll have to, uh, uh, we, we cannot know all the details because they're not supplied, you know, in the scriptures. Uh -huh. And I don't remember when I was there in such a, <laughs> such a I forgot. <laughs> yeah, I don't remember either. So. <laughs> <laughs> I will have to wait, see, see if there's someone who remembers. <laughs> you remember? <laughs> yeah. Sorry, I can't help you. Okay. <laughs> so, <laughs> you're on your own. Silovasini. Uh, <laughs> Muy bien, Maharaj. Uh, I see. Hi, Maharaj. Please accept my humble obeisance and Jashla Guru Maharaj, I, while reading Srimad Bhagavatam, quoted two for chapter eight, the word came Parabhakti. This unmixed devotional service is transcendental and is called Parabhakti. Mm -hmm. I'm not that unmixed devotional service. Okay, yeah, Para. Huh? So there's Para. Para means it is. Transcendental, yeah, just like we have the uh, up the apareya mitas tanyam prakitim vidime param jiva bhuta mahabo yehedam dayate regard. We have the we have prakriti and then we have apara, uh, we have para prakriti, we have the that which is transcendental. Yeah, so fully transcendental, not touched. Parabhakti, fully transcendental, not touched by the material energy. So it talks about someone who follows unalloyed devotional service. In practically, who comes to this category? Who follows this? Pure devotees. It's for, it's, parabhakti is, is the devotional service, the uttama, uttama bhakti. It is, it is the same as Uttama. Uttama means beyond tamas. So no influence of the material energy. Uttama bhakti. Ara bhakti, Uttama bhakti. It's the same. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Okay, anyone on the floor? Ananta.
is transcendental and it cannot be uh, corrupted in any way it always is potent and always transcendental but there is also aitiki apetita uninterrupted and unmotivated devotional service that is pure devotional service so there's also motivated devotional service and interrupted devotional service Motivated means we do the devotional service, but we do it maybe to get other benefits, fame, glory. Okay, uh, So we don't do it to please Krishna, but we do it to become famous, or we do it to become rich, or we do it to have some uh, a place to stay, or, you know, we do it for various other reasons. So, um, so in the beginning, although the devotional service itself is pure, we are not as practitioners and therefore we uh, are bringing in some attachment to matter and therefore we are still conditioned so then but then we engage in devotional service and it will purify us as the sun purifies places we become purified and then gradually that contamination disappears like that so it's not complicated. Devotion service is always pure. Yes, it is always pure. Akama sarva kama va moksha dhamma moksha kama udaraditi vrena bhakti yogena yeti purusam. Whether you have material desires or you don't have material desires, engage in pure devotional service. How can you engage in pure devotional service when you have material desires? Engaging the process of pure, and that is pure. But then if you engage in the process, externally out of duty or you engage in the process out of pure love and you cry ex uh, tears of ecstasy that's different right so currently we are not able to get the full purity not the effect of the, the full effect of the purity we don't experience just as a chanting of the holy name we're chanting namabas chanting in in the in the clearing stage chanting Sudanam. So we're not chanting Sudanam, otherwise we would be in ecstasy. So we're chanting Namabas or trying to clear our offenses. So at this stage, we don't have full access to the fruits of pure devotional service. But the process is pure and works on us. We become purified by it. So if in if in uh, this um, 
so-called mediocre stage of devotional service. Mediocre. We, yeah. If it happens for us to leave our body, what would be the result? Well, you know, it says, Srimatam you know, that, that you may take your birth in a family of devotees, you may take your birth in a wealthy family if you're, in, if you're, if you're not 100% pure. Then again, there may be some special mercy at the time of your death, right? Uh, when, when all the Vaishnavas are there and there's Kirtan, when you leave your body in Vrindavan, you know, all these things are, are, can help a lot. So even if a mediocre devotee leaves his body in Vrindavan, if he has not committed too many offenses, that is the real thing, you know, so it may not be perfect, but if you have not committed too many offenses, then mercy may carry you. If there are too many offenses, then you may be held back by the offenses. That's why we must be careful about offenses. Hmm. Malik. Hare Krishna Maharaj, if you would be in a position to speak with someone who is actually saying that Prabhupada by saying back to Godhead didn't mean going to Krishna directly, but he meant all other varieties. <laughs> so, because there are some kind of accusations in that sense. So really, I would do like I really have to speak to that person? <laughs> <laughs> But what would you say? If I have to speak? <laughs> I would first of all try to say nothing. But if someone would point a gun at me and force me to speak to this person, and then I would probably say... Well... I would just say, <laughs> I say, you know, you know, it's about spiders, a head full of spiders and spider webs. It's like, why you make life so difficult? You know, just, just, just try and be simple and see it's simple. Don't try to uh, don't try to be more intelligent. Yeah. It's like I have my own unique interpretation on back to Godhead. Why? Why? Why you have to have that? <laughs> yeah, I say, why? Why can't you just no, no, I would say, I say that. I person. don't have. No, 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 you make me speak to this person, so I'm speaking to this person. I'd say, why? Why? Don't, you know, don't try to be special. Just try to be normal. As my mother used to say, you know, just act normal. That's crazy enough. <laughs> <laughs> I think this is the bottom line for this person. God. 
too much mental energy, too intelligent. <sighs> okay, Ravindra Sarup is online. Hare Krishna Guru Dandavat, uh, I to Lotus Deep. I had a question about doing Japa during uh, when you see sometimes uh, that devotees are uh, doing Japa during a uh, kirtan, harinam, or driving car, or of, uh, during a lecture. How can you do this uh, with, with attention? With, uh, because you have to do it. <laughs> yeah, um, that's not so good. Uh, it's not the first class standard. The, the proper and best way to chant is to chant fully concentrated in deep absorption, uh, fully attentive and hearing while we chant. Yeah. Um, people, they, they, they sometimes struggle with uh, too much activity in their life and they just don't know when to chant anymore and then they start chanting in the car or chant you know, chant wherever, right? Uh, because better that than nothing. Right? And that's what it boils down to. Their life is so hectic and, and filled with so many things that in this way, they wind up chanting uh, like that. And we all get caught sometimes. Right? We all get caught in situations where things get too hectic and we cannot manage to chant all our rounds in the morning. And then... Um, we have to chant rounds in the middle of activity, and it's not the best, second best, but better than nothing. Because it's easy to say that we should always chant our rounds in ideal circumstances, but you know, what if your job doesn't allow it? Or what if you sit for an exam? Or what if you're a doctor and you're... Uh, you, you have to uh, go for the emergency. Yeah, so many, so many circumstances that may make it difficult. So that's to be considered. But yeah, best is we chant uh, with full attention in a peaceful environment. Yeah, so I try to do that also. That's why getting up early is the best. When the to chant when the world is asleep, yay! This is best. Okay, thank you, Madam. Yeah, I thank you also. Okay, I have one question on the floor, and I take one last question from the internet, and then it's over. Yeah, in the back. Yeah, your hand is up. The mic is on the way. Keep on waving. Hare Krishna Maharaj. Uh, um, my question is like when we uh, come first, you know, in the beginning when we come to the bhakti, so we feel so ecstatic and we feel so, you know, enthusiastic and we feel uh, so much taste in the chanting and everything. But slowly when we, you know, the time pass, we just lose it. So what was that actually? Was that just illusion or... We, uh, you know, we start lamenting, uh, like, you know, why we are not getting the same, you know, enthusiasm uh you know the taste should we hanker for that or we just uh you know move forward 
we were in the material world and we were getting stuck. We were trying to be happy in the material world. It didn't work and it brought us to a point of frustration. So we're getting day by day more and more frustrated in, in material life. And then one day, suddenly, there was this Krishna consciousness. And then it turned out to be the truth. That was amazing. Then we just said like, wow, I, I found it. And we were so ecstatic that we could fly and we were chanting and it was just like bliss and it was 16 rounds. It was just like nothing, you know, do an extra 16, boom, like that. It was just easy. I mean, we could fast for three days every Ekadasi. Yeah, it's like absolutely no problem. Jamasmi stand on our head, the whole Jamasmi from morning to evening and chant Japa. No austerity was too intense. It was all possible because we just were operating on that bliss from now I found it. But then after a while, it was not so easy. <laughs> uh, because some material desires were still there. And then uh, all these blissful devotees, they turned out not to be that blissful at all. Gosh, <laughs> uh, like, gosh. Say, what, what am I part of? And, and it's a long, long way to Tripperary. <laughs> Oh, it's such a long journey. I mean, am I going to make it? And then someone says, no, <laughs> no way. You're never going to get out of the mode of ignorance. <laughs> so what to do? Yes, welcome. <laughs> you have now entered on a more mature level. You're now just beginning to see things as they are. Or were you seeing things as they were when you saw when you first joined? Were you closer then than you are now? Did you become covered again? Oh. There is a stage where we, where we think everyone is a pure devotee. Then there's a stage where we think no one is a pure devotee. <laughs> And then there's a stage where you realize there are some pure devotees after all. And then in the end, you come again to that stage where you think that everyone is a pure devotee. And then you're an Uttama Adhikari. So like this. Uh, now the time has come to get serious. It's not that the movement's going to carry you. Now you have to take a piece of this movement you take something, some service in this movement, something, and you own it. Now you have to start owning a piece of this movement. And by doing so, you'll grow and you'll find that, uh, that actually you're changing. That this is what's coming now. It's not what the movement's giving you, no. Now it's your turn. Take ownership of some service. Whew. Yeah, that's very blissful. Okay, now I had 
Kasturi Manjari. She was was the last one, and then I Gor Bhagavan will be next week. Otherwise, I'm competing with Jai Dray tomorrow, and I don't want to do that because he starts at five o'clock. Oh yes. Oh, why didn't you tell me that? Oh. Ah, very good. Okay. Hare Krishna. So my question also is related to this attentive chanting. Sometimes some chanting is obviously not attentive. So I was just thinking, is it the best to hear oneself chanting? Or is it also possible that, okay, I'm just sitting down chanting, I'm trying to hear myself, but actually my mind is wondering, yeah, what will I cook for the breakfast for devotees or what type of dress I will make for Krishna? So is it uh, kind of half inattentive or how is it regarded? Um, when you are cooking, right? Is it sort of whole whole cooked or half baked? What is it? You know, I mean, well, it depends. Yeah, well, if it's if something is half baked, a half baked potato, we it's not the same as a baked potato. So half baked rounds are also like that, <laughs> <laughs> just like half baked potatoes. Yeah. But a half-baked, I guess a half-baked round is better than no round at all. <laughs> yeah. Good luck. Thank you. <laughs> Chatting and cooking. Okay, Exobia. Just now we were listening to that Bhajan Gaurangera Dhuti Pada. In that there was one line, Gaurangera Sangigana Nitya Siddha Korimane. So that means you have to consider the associates of Lord Chaitanya to be Nitya Siddha. So should we also apply that to all the Acharyas and specifically to spiritual master also? No. Um, not every Krishna has his own parisat, you know, just like Krishna and Arjuna are together. And then we see when we read about the appearance of Lord Chaitanya, we can read the Goraganadesh Deepika, and then we can see who is who among the associates with Lord Chaitanya, who they were in Krishna Lila. And in this way, we can understand that these are all Nietzsche Siddha devotees. Uh, Ramananda Roy was Vishaka, Sarup Damodar Goswami was Lalita, and Rupa Manjari, Rupa Goswami. And like this, we see uh, Sarvabhoma Bhattacharya is Brihaspati, the uh, the spiritual master of the demigods, like this, we see a long list of who is who. So they are all Nietzsche Siddha devotees. Um, current spiritual masters are Siddha. They may be Sadhana Siddha, Kripa Siddha, or combination of Sadhana and Kripa. And uh, there could be some Nietzsche Siddha, but it's not that automatically every spiritual master now has to be a Nietzsche Siddha. No. Nietzsche Siddha means someone who basically descends into this world from the spiritual platform. No, it can also be that coming from the material platform, attaining the spiritual platform. 
Siddha is Siddha. See, how you attained it doesn't matter. Just have to be Siddha. Then there are levels of Siddha, just as Srila Prabhupada is explaining that there are, amongst gurus, or guru is one, he said, but there are different gurus who are lights of different strength. That may also be there. But teaching the same, the same teachings, living the same teachings, so, like this. Yeah, okay, well, we're kind of uh, getting to the end. So uh, I want to thank everyone for coming. Um, then tomorrow I'll, I'll do a small uh, Zoom here at 12 o'clock. And uh, Monday at 11.30, we're doing... Uh, program with Jaitreta Maharaji. So you're all, all welcome. Now, on top of the fridge, there is cake. And uh, so, so we need a cutting team. And maybe uh, Rupa will go to the kitchen and organize the cutting team. Oh, Malita Nath <laughs> is recruited. <laughs> and they're cutting there every morning. Well, not every morning, but... <laughs> you need Bhargava also. <laughs> I think so. We need some people who know their way around. Okay, so while you guys are cutting the cake, I'll just keep the conversation going for a couple more minutes. So we're seeing here uh, the altar is already decorated for Vasant Panchami, which is just now coming up, right? Uh, if I looked it up on my phone, 26 Jen. Jen, hey Jen. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, so we are waiting for San Panchami. It's the first day of spring. <laughs> so the flowers are indicating that it's coming soon. Um, it is warming up, and that is good. Um, so I guess. Uh, Next week, we're really closer to that. Yeah. If I'm uh, seeing it right. It's Thursday. Thursday. Uh-huh. Okay. Yeah. Good. Huh? So next week, at later tries appears. Yeah. Yeah, many personalities on this Vasant Panchami. Appearance of Srimati Vishnu Priya. She would chant on grains of rice, one grain of rice for one round in a bowl. Can you imagine, like, if, if she chanted 100 rounds, you get 100 grains of rice. Uh, 
I just uh, what is the weight of a hundred grains of rice? No, not grams. Siri, <laughs> I said, what is the weight of a hundred grains of rice? Yeah, you're waving a thing. Speak. What? For one grain. Hundred gram, hundred, hundred, six gram. Okay, well, that's what I'm. Siri takes us to Google only. Uh, six gram, huh? Yeah. So, so to change a hundred rounds, get six grams of rice. You can cook six grams of rice and see what that will do. Did you get those transactions? <laughs> yeah. You want some you want some paneer with the rice as well. <laughs> some sauce and anyway, so so that was and, and she 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 lived into her nineties and uh Worship this deity of Lord Chaitanya Dameshwar, whose hands are down like this, and a big deity, and uh, and she was just following that vow, so she must have been, uh, I mean, six. She started at sixteen, so that was really a long time of that austerity. Uh, Yeah, so many great personalities on that day for some punch. I mean, it's incredible. Pundrik Vijanidi. Cake is cut. Okay. Where's my cake? Oh, what's going on? A mantra book? Is this yours? No. No, it's not. Oh, you have. It's one of those things. Okay, take it. Now you have to be quiet. Mm -hmm. It's yours. I just gave it to you. Okay. So start distributing the cake. Is it uh, happening? Oh, okay. So maybe he wants you to stand up and walk up towards, push your way in and get your cake. I wouldn't do that if I was you. 
Yeah, but no, don't let him. I would just take the whole thing, gloop, eat it. I know. Yeah, of course. <laughs> Otherwise, they're going to take it away from you. <laughs> if you don't eat it, then others will keep on begging. Yeah. <laughs> She's ready with the camera now for the next part. Okay, then do a special effect on it. Difficult. I tried to do something, but it didn't work. It can't explain. No. No, you won't. iPhone can do some tricks. But uh, some... Um, probably. Huh? Yeah, you can turn it off. Don't try to educate me as if I'm a five-year-old, you know. <laughs> Go. 
<laughs> Say hi, Krishna. Come on, you know. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not five. It's off. I'm not five years old. <laughs> this, Say hi. 